Welcome to episode 19, the four steps to letting go of sibling and family pain. Welcome to the Wellness Project podcast with Claire Obeyed. I'm a life and wellness coach, yoga teacher, EFT practitioner, and meditation guide. And most importantly, I'm a mama. And I'm here to support you to free your mind, fuel your body, and feed your soul as we journey into the project of your own wellness. From meditation, yoga, spirituality, and health, to well-being, mindset, conscious living, and conscious parenting, I dive into it all. Featuring moments of contemplation mixed with inspired action and handy takeaways, you will feel inspired and motivated, ready to cultivate new habits, rituals, and tools for your wellness journey. With mini meditation sessions to support you in cultivating inner stillness, connection, and clarity, and special co-hosted episodes and interviews to answer your questions, the Wellness Project podcast has you covered. Welcome back to the Wellness Project, guys. I'm really excited by today's episode because it actually is a Q&A from somebody that contacted me via Instagram. And as soon as I read her question, I knew that I had to answer this for everybody and not just for her. So I'm going to read you her question first, and then I'm going to dive straight into it. The question is, I'm going through the process of letting go of anger and sadness towards my sibling, and I wondered if you had any wisdom on acceptance. It's so much harder, it feels, when that person has affected your life so much. Okay, so I was completely lit up when I read this question, not because this poor, beautiful, incredible woman is going through a struggle and letting go of something, but because it's something I can definitely relate to and have a lot of experience with. And I'm going to guess that many of you do too. When it comes to our family, this is so cliche, but we, you know, we don't get to choose our family. I guess I mean that on a physical level. On a spiritual level, we do actually choose our family. On a soul level, we decide who is the best group of people, parents, brothers, sisters, etc., that are going to be part of our soul growth and evolution. But I guess on a mindset level, an ego level, a day-to-day level, a conscious level, we don't really feel like we have much choice. And sometimes those relationships, whether it's with a parent or a brother or a sister or a cousin, any of that, sometimes those relationships can be very, very challenging and they can bring up a lot of stuff. So I want to dig into this for you because I have four steps in the process of letting go of that sibling and family pain that I think will be really supportive for you. Now, before I go on, and I should probably say this for every single episode that I do, please remember that I'm not your therapist. Yes, I am a trained life and wellness coach, but if you're experiencing deep anxiety or depression around a particular topic, taking the guidance that I offer you is awesome, but please don't leave it there. If you feel like you need more support, contact me for coaching or reach out to a therapist or find somebody else that can support you because you don't have to do this alone and don't just assume that you can get everything that you need from a podcast. Okay, so I'm going to share with you personally how I've worked through this very topic, I'm going to say topic instead of issue, in my own life. Now, many of you know that I was born into a relatively large family. I have four other brothers and sisters, three sisters, one brother. Um, But besides that immediate family, there were no uncles, aunties, cousins, none of that in this country. So it was just us. And as with all parents, they come with their own baggage, their own story, their own lifetime. And as with all 
brothers and sisters, they come with their own stories as well. Now, my sisters ended up being kind of like additional mothers to me. I had my own mother, my own father, but my sisters, because there's such a huge age gap between myself and them, there were such a strong motherly quality, which was lovely in some regards and also very challenging in others. Now, one of my sibling relationships was really complicated when I was younger. It was very confusing. It was very emotionally challenging, and it tested me from a very young age up until young adulthood and still can sometimes test me, but not really so much anymore. Now, this beautiful sister of mine, and I say all of this with love, she was equal parts very protective, loving, nurturing, yet could be incredibly aggressive. And by aggressive, I don't mean physically. I just mean her attitude and her demeanor and her words. She could be emotionally abusive and oftentimes very angry. Now, her intentions were always golden. They always came from her heart and she always intended the best for me. But those intentions were channeled with such forcefulness and aggression and anger that to this day, she is the only person that I would ever say can bring me to tears in under 30 seconds. And I mean that seriously. I'm quite a strong person, but I'm also quite porous and very sensitive. And she had a way to get under my skin and really shake me up and make me quite um, emotional and nervous and stressed. And even the language that I just used then make me quite emotional, stressed and nervous. I want to revisit that in a second because I have to take ownership. She didn't make me do anything. That's just what she was doing and that's how I chose to react to it. So she had a very sharp tongue, you could say. She delivered what she believed I needed to hear or learn with such ferocity and intensity. It was like whiplash. Her fear guided her to say things and to react to me and my behavior and who I was becoming or not becoming or what I was doing or not doing with so much hurtfulness. And she didn't intend that. I know that, but that's how I received it. And it had a huge effect on my life. Now, I could also share stories about my relationship with my father when I was younger. That too was very challenged and difficult and wrought with pain and hurt and fear I was so afraid of him and he had so much fear within him. You can probably see there's a correlation between my sister and my father. But I don't want to really talk about the story because, to be honest, dissecting the context of it and the story is irrelevant. Honestly, it doesn't really matter. If you're listening to this, then perhaps you too have a relationship in your family that has challenged you. And I want you to try and apply what I'm going to share with you to your specific relationship and also not get lost in your specific story either, because it's not really about that. And the story is something that we often use as a deflection, you know, a way to not really dig in deeper. And we kind of just get wound up in the story and lost in the story and get in the rabbit hole of the story, the maze of it and we don't really get out. We just get lost in there. So I really want you to let go of the story if you can. So I'm going to start here. I'm going to tell you what most of us do when it comes to relationships with siblings, parents, cousins, uncles, family. I'm specifically talking about family relationships today because they're close to home for a lot of us. But you can apply this to really close friends as well. But the reason why family relationships, I guess, is comes up for a lot of people is because they are formative. They're part of our forming years. They're part of our upbringing. They're there from the moment we're born, right? So they have a huge impact. 
And if you believe in psychology, which most of us do, you are a sponge from the moment you're born until you're six or seven and you're absorbing everything around you. And that absorption process leads to your belief system, leads to your thought patterns, leads to your mindset. So it is incredibly important to acknowledge the relationships in our family and how they've affected us. But this is what most of us tend to do with these challenging relationships in our family. We rage. We get angry. We believe that person is the reason for so much of our pain and our struggle. We hold on to, for a very long time, we hold on to the idea that we are their victim. We don't let go. We manifest similar people in our lives over and over to enact the same experiences and the same behavior and treatment. We see similar patterns in other relationships show up and we hold on. That's the big thing here, bold and underline. We hold on to it. And that is so corrosive and toxic and really affects your life in so many ways. So I'm going to go straight into what I want to share with you today, which is four steps of what you could do instead. And I want to share this really clearly with you that this is based on what I've actually done and what I still do for myself in these circumstances. So this is real life experience and advice and wisdom for me. Again, this is not something I was taught to do from somebody else. Over the years in my personal development journey, I've come to um, have other material come through to support this process or have affirmation that I was on the right path with what I've chosen to do. But this is my experience. So please remember that. And I hope it resonates with you. And if it doesn't, if some part doesn't sink in for you or doesn't feel right, that's okay. Maybe it's not the right time for you to go there or maybe it's just not what is right for you. But one of the things that I'd like to suggest here, one of the first things is step one, start to see every relationship as a spiritual assignment. Every challenging person and relationship that you have is actually a soulmate. I know that's so far removed from the idea of what we're used to regarding soulmates, you know, or love and romance, and this is the person that I'm meant to mate with for life. But this is actually a mate that your soul called forward before you were even born for the betterment, the growth and the expansion of you to work through your karma, to help you achieve your soul purpose. Your soul purpose doesn't necessarily mean your career, guys. Your soul purpose could be that this lifetime you learn how to live from your heart and live with love, for example. If you start to see each of these relationships as an assignment, you're going to face it differently. You're going to face it with a little bit more strength and a little bit more gumption and perhaps willingness to actually work through this assignment, work through this challenge that you've been dished out. And you can start using a set of questions to peel back the layers and to get into the nitty gritty of this assignment, this spiritual assignment, this relationship. So for example, you can start asking yourself questions like this. What does this person bring up for me? What could I be learning from this experience? What are the lessons that are coming through? How do I react to this person? How could I react differently? How do I want to feel instead of what I'm actually feeling? If this assignment is for me, and it is, how can I grow from here? How can I use these challenges to be a better version of myself, to expand as an individual and become more conscious? So to give you an example, my relationship with my sister, I see, is one of the key elements to what I consider to be my ability and deep desire 
to be patient and gentle with others today. Yet, I also see it as part of my ability to be fierce and strong and empowered and to stand up for myself because I had to learn how to do that. I also had to learn how to create separateness and space and to not take hurt into my heart. She also gave me a lot of wisdom, guys, right? So her intentions and teachings were often spot on, but delivered with such a sharp tongue. I look back at that and I'm so grateful for those harsh lessons. The shadow side of this as well, I can also be sharp and hurtful myself. So my lesson is to remember what that feels like as a receiver and to lead with love instead. So really do the work to see this as a spiritual assignment and to open wide, as my beautiful friend Melissa Ambrosini talks about, to what you're meant to learn from this. And instead of these relationships being wrought with pain and distress and that you just want to run away from, maybe you can actually make this part of your beautiful spiritual unfolding and journey. So the second step that I would like to share with you is about compassion. Learning to lead with compassion for yourself and the other person, the other party involved. And really starting to understand that everyone, including you, is just playing out their subconscious patterns, their limiting beliefs, their fears, their hurts, their past life stories, their generational storying and programming, right? Some of us start to see those patterns and those thought processes a lot earlier than others. Some of us work through them, clear them, heal them, and others don't know it yet or never will. And that's okay. That's not for you to judge. Compassion for yourself and how you've showed up in this relationship, maybe in retaliation, slinging insults back, playing the victim, causing arguments, pushing buttons, hiding, running away, whatever it is. So being compassionate for yourself and your role in all of this is just as important as starting to feel compassion for the other person involved and to try and remember that they are a human being on a human journey, but that is a soul within that human being or that they are within a greater soul and that it's not our place to judge and to pass judgment. Sometimes this is more doable when you uncover a truth about that person that you didn't know and that can really help. Learning about that person, understanding them, getting underneath can really make a big difference. As an example to share with you, my father, um, well, when I was a lot older, I discovered that my father had lost his mother when he was around 11 or 12. And as soon as I had that insight, it was life-changing. Of course, he was terrified of ever losing anything he ever loved so desperately. And that fear was then channeled into his extreme controlling and aggressive behavior and into how he tried to contain me and my life. That realization led to so much compassion and that compassion led to so much healing and so much surrender and letting go. Truly, it was quite a life-changing pivotal point for me around about 21, 22 when I had that realization. And the fact that I didn't know about that beforehand was also a shock. It's like, how could I not know this incredibly important element of my father's history and story? So the compassion leads me to step three, which is forgiveness. Now, when you hold on to anger and hurt and that victim mentality, it's so important for you to remember that you are the one suffering. You are the one co-creating a life of more of the same. Your thoughts precede your reality. Your thoughts become your energy. Your energy becomes what you live and experience in the life in front of you. And what else does that create? 
toxicity and blockages within you, your energy field, your life, everything. So if you could actually sit back and think, okay, so if I am creating this pain to some extent, I'm not saying that this person is not enacting harm or hurt onto you. I'm not saying that. They probably are, right? But you are also part of this. And if these circumstances have ended, but you still can't let go years and years later, you are the one still holding on. You are the one still thinking that way, behaving that way, reacting that way. You might need to start thinking about how can I forgive and let go. It's time to forgive and let go. And if you're in the middle of it right now, maybe the next point is going to help you, which I'll talk about in a second. But if you're in the middle of it right now, forgiveness can help you on a day-to-day basis. Forgiving them, forgiving yourself, releasing the struggle and the past pain in doing so. So it's only a problem if you object to it. Remember that. It's only a problem if you object to it. So it's time to no longer object to something. That doesn't mean take the pain that's dished out to you or the hurt that's dished out to you. But it means start to let go of objecting everything and being angry about it all. And try to choose to offer up forgiveness and patience and peace instead for yourself and for that person. You have the power to change it for yourself. Send them love consciously and deliberately. Choose daily to think and feel differently on this as you're sending them love. It will take time, but you work up to it. It might feel like the most repulsive thing to do at the beginning, but you'll get there. Meditations like meta meditations or compassion meditations where you send forgiveness and compassion can really help with this bringing them up in meditation and consciously sending them love and compassion and forgiveness can really help with this like really really truly does and then daily choosing to say to yourself i let go of this i forgive i move on i don't need to hold on to this it's toxic it's holding me back it's making me sick so the next point i want to share with you is creating space and this is the final point now despite all of the above that I've shared which is about rewriting a story reframing your perspective doing the spiritual self-talk and the spiritual cleanup and working to create inner change within you what about your outer world now I want to be very clear about this it is so awesome if you get to a point where you can heal that relationship and perhaps it's through joint therapy or conscious change or even just that inner work starts to enact change on the outside. You know, I've seen situations before where people have worked on forgiving somebody in their meditations and then that relationship dynamic has just naturally improved and changed. But I want to make this super clear, guys. There is nothing wrong with choosing to create space between yourself and that person. It doesn't make you less spiritual or less soulful. I have healed and made peace with all of my relationships and I'm at peace with who they are and their role in my life and my role in it all too. But I'm not necessarily hanging out or chummy and sharing a coffee and cuddles with those people daily. Some of them I'm in a really good place with. Others I'm not. And by I'm not, I'm meaning I'm not in a place with them at all. I decided that there were some people that invited too much toxicity and pain into my life and too much triggering going on for me and vice versa. So I kindly and gently, without judgment, have chosen to just not engage too much in their life or invite them into mine too much it works so much better this way and we're more civil and it's not perfect right but 
there came a point where it was like, for now, at this particular stage in my life, this is an additional struggle and point of pain, and we trigger each other too much. It's just not worth it. We're not really adding value to each other's life. And I just need to accept that just because this is a family member doesn't mean that I have to force this just yet. Right? I haven't cut them out of my life, but I haven't invited them deeper. And in replacement, and I use that word replacement really loosely because it's not like take something out, add something in, but I've also filled my life with a very different family, a hand-selected soul family of women that I call my sisters and that I've sought out the support and the tribe that nourishes me as the person that I am today. So maybe that's something for you to consider as well. Maybe it's time for you to not be a martyr about it, not try and force healing, not try and make it work because you think you should and that's the right thing to do. But if you need space from that person, do it. Do it with love. Let go of the anger and the hatred. Be civil, be kind, be gentle. And it doesn't make you a bad person. It's just something that maybe you feel right now is for you. So they're the four steps mainly that I have worked through in letting go of pain in my family, sibling and, and family pain. I'm just going to recap them for you. Start to see your relationships as spiritual assignments and do the work around that. Lead with compassion. Tap into forgiveness and create space. So I'm going to leave it there, guys. It's a really big one and I know you might have some questions, so feel free to DM me on Instagram or send me an email, hello at clarabade.com. Or if you have any other question that you want me to answer in this manner, please do get in touch and let me know because I love answering the questions that you send through. I love being able to support you and offer some of my own experience to maybe help guide you through and navigate the sticky points of your life. But those are the four steps I wanted to share with you and I really want to empower you to feel that you can enact positive change, create shifts in your life, your relationships and open up to the idea of surrender and to the idea of letting go of that which you don't need, including the pain that comes through relationships or even those actual relationships. So I'm sending you so much love and light and can't wait to connect with you again really soon. <laughs>